The nice thing about being a lifeguard is that you can always pair off later. I'm Jackie. Switching significant others faster than switching scenes, I'm Sam. Wrath of Khan Part 2? This is Baywatch Hawaiian Wedding on Sticker Madness, and I'm Justin. What's that smell? I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Not how you're supposed to do that. <laughs> I've ruined the show again. <laughs> I retire. I'm no good. I'm washed up. Stick a fork in me. Baby, it's all it's all downhill from here. <laughs> Nobody's going to do that because your meat is now just yeah. old and tough. My meat? It's not even meat. It's just like sauce. Stick a fork in it. It's sauce. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Not not good. Uh, this uh, is a podcast about bad movies for bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin. With me are always Jackie and Sam. Uh, we are finishing up uh, my very long run of Baywatch with the uh, full feature made for TV, made for video, DTV movie, Baywatch Hawaiian Wedding from 2003, starring a bevy of Baywatch stars uh, and heavies in uh, that whole thing like uh obviously david hasselhoff uh pamela anderson uh carmen electra jason momoa uh yasmine bleeds there uh gina lee nolan who else we got brandy roderick brandy roderick uh from season 10 and 11 uh colt yeah john d cord from uh various uh appearances including being blind which we'll get into later um yeah, that's about what I've got. Sam, uh, did you do anything on this uh, research-wise, or do you just want me to take it over? What I know is that we talked last night that you were saying it was DTV, but it says it's a it's it was made for Fox. It's like it was made for it was aired as well, so okay. it, it wasn't made for TV. Uh and that Angelica Bridges, despite getting her own title card, is only in the movie for two minutes and thirty-five seconds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, that's interesting that Fox picked it up, uh, because, uh, for those that don't, weren't around for when Baywatch was popular, which is probably a very small percentage of our audience, uh, it was first, uh, put together, uh, as a, a regular TV show, a normal TV show, uh, studio project for NBC, and then NBC canceled it after the first year because they were spending way too fucking much money on it. And so then it went into syndication and became the most successful syndicated show in the history of television, still to this day. It was broadcast in every country other than Iran and North Korea. Not even another show has come close to that. So, And then N NBC ends up picking it up again and airing it on USA. Right, right, exactly. Like That's the best part about NBC like giving it up is that... They, I did, did they even save money on it, I wonder? Right. Or they just moved it to a different channel and then didn't make any of the money, and then Hasselhoff made all the money. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. 
yeah, he made a shit ton of money off of this off this show. Um, so yeah, it's weird that Fox was involved in any way because they never were involved uh, with Baywatch, even though they're kind of in 2003, they're kind of a prime network for a Baywatch movie. Like if you had to go to anybody first, you'd probably go to Fox to sell your Baywatch movie. So I guess it kind of makes sense. Uh, who else we got here? Who wrote this? Uh, I believe uh, it was um, written by uh, the same guys that wrote the show, uh, Michael Burke. Uh, and uh, Douglas uh, Douglas Schwartz, so same same people that wrote most of the episodes. But uh, let's see here, JD uh, or uh, not JD Michael Bergen, uh, he comes back. Uh, Nicole Eggert, of course, uh, she was a big deal for about five minutes in the nineties. She was not really like I don't know. I feel like Nicole Eggert is actually responsible for a very large percentage of my boners that I had as in adolescence. Yes, of course, because she Charles was like. Day. Yeah, no, but that was the thing is that she always ended up in some show where you're like, she's back and so are boners. <laughs> it's open season. Because, uh, yeah, it started at Charles in Charge, but Nicole Eggert just seemed to like end up in the peripheral of television just enough that I could maintain a solid level of boners all the time. Right on. Uh, Jeremy Jackson is Hobie, of course, is there. Stacey Camino is Kikoa. Uh, we mentioned John Allen Nelson as court, uh, Billy Warlock from season one, two, and three, where he was, uh, Eric Alaniac's, uh, future husband, uh, and Alexandra Paul. Couldn't get Alec Eric Alaniac though. No. Apparently. I wonder why I've always like, why, what was she I doing? Look at this cast and I go, these are the ones that still get along with Hasselhoff. Maybe. But it, that's all I can. That's why I, I peg the who gets to be in this is the ones that were still on speaking terms with him. I'm sure that some of the people on the show when they left never wanted to talk to him again. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I have I did read. I just finished his uh, biography not very long ago, um, and he didn't go into uh, any really post relationships that he had with uh, his co-stars. He did say that during this movie. Uh, they were all, everybody was going through a bad time. Like Pam Ann was going through her shit, just recently divorced from Tommy Lee, who I didn't realize is a real pu fucking pile of shit. He beat on her. Like it wasn't just that he was a, a nasty dude cheating on her and stuff, but he thumped on her. So Tommy Lee can go fuck himself. Uh, so she was dealing with that. Uh, a couple of the other stars uh, were dealing with rehab. Uh, Jeremy Jackson, Hobie was like getting recruited uh by LA gangs like like you know those TV shows that you see of LA gangs like you got to be including Baywatch uh you got to be a part of us or or your family's going to go down buster no i just want a college education no you got to be a gang member it's in your blood uh that type of shit was happening to well, Jeremy Jackson star of Baywatch uh how is that like they were needing a male model or something? Right. It doesn't make gang? any sense. Why? We need a pretty boy. <laughs> we need... <laughs> I just don't get it. Yeah. We're super tough. We like pretty, pretty boys. And son, you are pretty. <laughs> which which gang is this? The guys from West Side Story? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, Billy Warlock. Oh, yeah. We talked about Billy Warlock and Eric Alaniac. My understanding is Eric Alaniac and uh, Hasselhoff always got along like he just thought the world of her, uh, but she was too big for Baywatch. Um, uh, Alexander when this, Paul. When, what, what year was this? This movie or? 
when yeah, she left. Yeah, because her star burned bright but fizzled fast. Like, Erica Laniac's movie career was like three seven, three ticket seasons, and then all of a sudden she was in DTV shit. Right, which was bigger than most of the Baywatch stars that went on to try to do their own movies. I mean... Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like the biggest star in this movie is uh, Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa. Right. (laughs) I was just about to bring him up. Uh, He's back. His character, Sato, and that's why I call it Wrath of Khan Part 2, his character was in season two. Uh, and then obviously because there's a thousand flashbacks to it in this movie, but, uh, I was so excited when I saw him in season two for the first time. I was like, yes, of course he should be in Baywatch. And he is such a great villain. Like every time he's a villain, it's, it's, well, I mean, the only time he's in movies is he's a villain, but it's, he's like a really good bad guy. Yeah. He's a great villain. His hair was real. Not cool. in this one. The haircut was butt as hell, (laughs) but yeah, there's only a number of times where he just get like in Nemesis, he gets that cool, like sort of anti-hero role mm-hmm. where he's just sort of a peripheral gangster, but he's not a good guy or a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And he kind of gets to do his own Hawaiian thing that he does. And that's it's fun. If you if you if you scour the movie, uh, movie scape, you can find some interesting roles for uh, Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa. But for the most part, he plays the ninja bad guy, the ninja bad guy. From, of course, Mortal Kombat, his probably most recognizable role. We had him, uh, I believe this is only his second appearance, because we had him on uh, Showdown in Little Tokyo, where he's the ninja bad guy. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I think that's it for him. We should, he's we he's should ninja bad guy in this, even though he doesn't ever use his ninja stars, and that really pisses me off. <laughs> well, other than for uh, threatening drama. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just sort of like... Is he a ninja? (laughs) Right. Right. So let's set the stage here uh, to fill in some blanks for everybody. Uh, Sato, uh, in season two, episode something or other, is a drug lord who Mitch Buchanan arrested. And I don't know when he arrested him, because why is Mitch Buchanan a lifeguard and former Navy SEAL, neither of which really have anything to do with drug lords? Is well, arresting drug right. lords. Just so you know, I'm going to have a lot of questions. That's fine. And I'm just so going to be audience. answering, asking them all the way through. When in the writing of the show did they decide to make Mitch Buchanan a former Navy SEAL? I think it's in episode one. That's I think fucking it's right from the ridiculous. Beginning. Yeah, it's That's ridiculous. the most asinine thing I've ever heard in oh, my absolutely. life. Absolutely. You you really missed it, Sam, though, when in I think season eight, they also revealed that he was a former NASCAR driver and got second place to Mark Martin after one practice lap. <laughs> That's how good he was. Okay, I'm burning one of my my questions for later right now. Okay. How much do lifeguards make? Um not a it's lot. It's not a lot. Nope. <laughs> not not good money. Um. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah. Yeah, all the lifeguards that I have ever met are all like teenagers. Right. Or early 20s. And they're just doing it for the summer to get through college. Mm-hmm. They don't make a career of it. We also don't have oceans no. here, so that's a little different. Mm. Actually, I'm going to go a step further. Everybody that I've known that's a lifeguard is... 
either like uh, on a swim team or something, but even if they're not on the swim team, their situation is usually like my parents have enough money to pay for my school. So I'm occupying this time because I don't really need a job, but if I don't have a job, I'll get in trouble. So lifeguard. Yeah. Yeah. I can just sit there in sun and lotion and oil and oil and lotion. Like my yeah. only experience with lifeguards, truthfully, because I grew up in a very small town where there was no such thing as lifeguards. Uh, we, uh, in the eighties had no such thing as safety. Um, so my only experience with lifeguards is seriously Wendy Peppercorn. So, you know, I dated a lifeguard once. Oh yeah. How'd yeah. Not great. Okay. <laughs> Not great. It was. And then the lifeguards seemed to be all screwing each other. And I'm like, I don't like this. This is weird. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand how the world's most interesting man becomes a lifeguard professionally. Right. Right. Well, so a lot of that is flushed out that uh, over the years that he, you know, he loves the beach so much. He was a former surfer. Uh, you know, his dad was a lifeguard and knew the Beach Boys and, uh, you know, was part of the whole 60s scene of, of you know, Southern California surf. So he was high. And probably was high. And uh, so that's how he got into it to, to finance himself through college. He was a he was a lifeguard that way. And then after the Navy SEALs and Nam, he came back and was like, well, I need a job. So he started lifeguarding again and arresting drug lords. <laughs> and at some point drove NASCAR. <laughs> OK. And banged all the ladies <laughs> and banged all the ladies like right. his. I don't know what's going on when he first like sh like this Neely character show up and I'm uh -huh. like he married her too like his love interests are frequent very uh, frequent. All, so what happened cuz his Hobie's mom's the gal from the is the ex model and just shoot me right what happened to Hobie's mom she moves to uh Ohio and practices law out there and so Hobie splits double duty he lives in uh L.A. during the summers until he became a grown ass man and then I guess just lives in L.A. Yeah. So she has like a real career because Mitch Buchanan is actually, though, all of the lifeguards think he's the greatest man ever because they're stoned, too. Mm -hmm. She's like, I have to go get a real job and support our son and probably you. We're in our because mid, you're mid 30s. a weed smoking lifeguard. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. But Mitch can't turn away from his his duties because he's got Spider-Man powers. He, he, with yeah. great responsibility power. He, yeah. he owes it to the beach to smoke weed and hang out there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Sato is back. Uh, he's looking for revenge again. Last time he kidnapped Hobie and, uh, threatened Mitch in various, uh, manners and chased him around and, and they got in a big fight. And, but, uh, Sato got locked up again. So now he's back. He's out. He's looking for revenge. Uh, meanwhile, Mitch Buchanan isn't dead because he was quite dead uh, the last time we were on the podcast. Um, they didn't even address it. No. So in the. I had to read the wiki on this because I'm like, he's not dead. Who's this lady that stole his dead wife's face? <laughs> Why aren't there any fish in his aquarium? Right. I didn't find the answer to that. The 
fishless aquarium answer remains a mystery. The biggest. But it said that despite being blown up, he's actually alive and you didn't have any problems other than amnesia. But then he returned to the beach to retire from lifeguarding. And I'm like, that wasn't in the dialogue or anything. Where did that information come from? Where does that information come from? Because And why are there no fish in the aquarium? Yeah, God damn it. That didn't, I mean, he even in his autobiography said the exact same thing. He washed up on some beach and had amnesia for three years and then wandered back to L.A. from an island in Hawaii. Because that's where he got blown up. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, but it also didn't say anything about that fishless aquarium <laughs> i'm gonna write him a letter like the whole time i'm like oh so this is gonna be uh stephanie's not dead too right because they won't show her face and it's like either he's got a girlfriend who's a total butterface and the even the camera guy is not gonna show it <laughs> which is not a possibility in baywatch right uh or they're gonna work her back into this thing just get over it and i can't pay attention because i'm like there's no fish in that aquarium what the fuck is that aquarium doing in the shot? Right? They all died because because he had them. He was a very good fish keeper until he got amnesia and then forgot how to take care of fish. Also, he didn't come home for three years, so they all floated to the top. Yeah. Well, Hobie's just a little bastard then because, you know, he had a key. All right. He's been living there the whole time. Uh, Hobie, we know one thing about Hobie. He has spilt most of his semen over Nicole Eggert mm -hmm. from the age of 13. He hasn't really had anything to occupy his time with but himself. Right. Uh, let's just go ahead and get into Hobie. Hobie sucks. Like, he really does suck. <laughs> if there was anyone that could get trapped in the friend zone forever, every oh, time, it would be this guy. It's Oh, yeah. But... He's weird and creepy at the same time. I'm going to jump forward because I don't know if we would talk about it or not. But at one point when he's trying to still con Nicole Eggert into like going out with him in the stylings of like notes that say, will you go out with me? Yes. And maybe. Right. Uh, poking her, being weird, being creepy and being clingy. He washes her back with Lysol wipes and then writes kiss me in it. <laughs> That's move. fucking not it. That's like those play. are not the moves. And fucking Lysol wipes. What are you doing? According to their own time continuity, when they talk about their ages, she's twenty eight. Like she's she's been spun around the block a couple times, guys. This isn't her first rodeo with dudes trying to bang her, and she's like, "Ooh, that's so innocent and sweet, Hobie." And he's like, yeah, I'm 22 now. Uh, also, L.A. gangs are really trying to get me to join them. I don't know why, but I've also been spun around the block once or twice. What the hell are we doing here? No, I mean, this is one of those things where in real life, what happens is, is that the first time they get drunk together, they end up screwing. Mm -hmm. And if they both like it, they eventually get married. Right. But the way that this is happening is like... How to just be a turd creep. A turd creep. He's a turd and a creep at the same time. It's painful to watch. It's like you relive the worst job you've ever done trying to hit on a girl. Every time you see him talk to Nicole Eggert, you're like, oh, I remember doing something not even a tenth that bad, but still it, it gives me shame. Yeah. 
I feel shame when I watch him try to hit on this girl, and you're like, what? And then he hits her in the butt a couple times, and you're like, inappropriate. There's a yeah. lot of sexual harassment in this movie, actually. Right, right. Uh, probably some of that was behind-the-scenes stuff where they were all having fun in the background and ignoring how terrible their lives had become. Uh, but Jeremy Jackson, yeah, uh, he was such a cute kid when he was young. He was never a good actor, but man, he just grew up to be uh, not Rip Van Winkle. What's what's Vanilla Ice's real name? Rob Van Winkle. Rob Van Winkle. He like the similarities in both the way both of them look and act. Like if you go watch Cool as Ice and then you watch this, you're like, I think that might be the same guy. Well, I'm gonna give him like some some props a little bit because he grew up to have a Baywatch body and got to like. You know, he finished it off at strong. I'm going to give him that. Like, because if he would have been most other child actors, he would have been completely blown out on drugs and burgers at this point, And they wouldn't have been able to stuff him into a sweater, let alone a bathing suit. Uh, my understanding is he did go on to have problems with drugs and hamburgers, Sam. So, <laughs> well, he made it this far. He made and, it. That far. Uh, he made it to the end of Baywatch. Good for him. And then I guess the the gang of. I, what kind of gang would he be in? It's like a gang of snappy dressers. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. We're uh, gonna go. We're gonna go defend our territory by smoking other dudes off. Wait, what? <laughs> Fine, tacos, tacos, tacos. Okay, so let's go back to the movie. Actually, and uh, yeah, so Mitch is having flashbacks of uh, Stephanie dying, and he rolls over, and he's got a new lady there and it's stephanie what no it's allison some lady who just happens to look exactly like stephanie played by the same actress of course and uh he and, and so the rest of the movie kind of goes back and forth on like everybody thinking does mitch actually like allison or is he going out with her because he's still in love with stephanie and so he has some subconscious like draw to this woman and he doesn't even love her but he's like, hey, uh, you know, you're cool. Should we get married? And she's like, of course. And so now we've set up the uh, the Hawaiian wedding side of things. Why does Stephanie die? Just I, so Mitch can be single again? No, her character wanted off the show. Uh, or the actress, Alexander Paul. Why did she? She wasn't doing like, you know what she's done besides Baywatch is she was the love interest in the Dragnet movie with Hanks and, yep. and uh, Ackroyd. I can name nothing else that she's done. Um, Why would she, she want off that show? I don't think she wanted necessarily to be like, I don't think that she wanted to be a big famous person. She went on to do a bunch of activism, uh, uh, environmental activism, uh, things of that nature. I think she runs some charities, things of that nature. But uh, basically, she said that the show had lost its way at the end of season eight or seven, whichever one she left, uh, because they were just bringing in too many booby ladies. Uh, and that, that's even what Hasselhoff said. It was like, I lost complete control over any of the casting. Uh, and I couldn't even like the show worked around love interests. And now there was too many ladies to even have love interests. And like not even plot around, not even backstory around the, those ladies. So she was also like, I'm done with this shit. If you're not going to give characters to the boobs, then I'm, I'm yeah. Done. And I think that, you know, Brandy Roderick being in it is the example of that is that they just decided 
when the Pam Anderson thing worked out, it's like we're going to hit the Playmate of the Year well every mm-hmm. year. Right. Every year we're going to pull every, every Playmate of the Year and keep the famous ones. Right. And not, which is fine, but you got to give them characters. They can't just be walking tits. Right, Jackie? You're awful quiet over there. I ran a half marathon today. <laughs> I'm very fucking sore. And I'm going to admit, I enjoyed this movie so much. I don't have a lot of questions because I, I was out at the pool, right? For a, a, like the big moments, like the Neely thing. And mm. um, and as far as the boobs, it's kind of what the show is you know, known for is good looking people. Yeah, it was known for good looking people, sure. And yeah. I'm okay with it. Yeah, but again, you still have to have characters behind the tits, not just walking tits. Jackie's looking at me like, um. (laughs) Well, it doesn't hurt to have characters behind the tits. Let's put it that way, Jackie. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. When they changed the theme song and went to Baywatch Hawaii, it fucking made me really mad. Yeah, it sucked. They did bring back the original uh, theme song for this, though, so that was sweet. Yeah, Yeah, that was was cool. Did you remember, to get completely sidetracked, what's the... The guy from the first few seasons, the dark-haired kid that's an old man in this. Uh, Eddie? Eddie, yeah. The short dude? Yeah. So he spun off. He didn't leave the show. Remember, he was the principal in Baywatch Nights. Uh, No, he was not. I thought he was. No, that was- That show uh, just ate shit. That was Gregory Allen Williams, uh, the the cop, uh, Mitch's buddy cop. He was the lead. It was Mitch and him solving crime. Mitch was in that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. What? How long yeah, did that Sam shit talking last? About. Did you Baywatch watch any of Nights. That? There was two seasons of Baywatch Nights, and nobody watched it. And it was at the height of Baywatch. Like, season six, Pam Ann's on the show. They're pulling, like, 13, 14 ratings uh, for regular Baywatch. And then Baywatch Nights comes on, and it's it's pulling, like, a 1.2. <laughs> like, real bad television viewership. So they pulled the plug on it. And, like, to spice it up, originally he was kind of like a magnum pi type detective uh he would go and solve crime uh to spice it up in the second season they're like nobody's watching this the x-files is hot buffy's hot let's put in some vampires (laughs) what i'm not kidding mitch buchanan hunt vampires is there anything this man cannot do And he's like, you're right. He is the most interesting and well-rounded man uh-huh. I think I've right. ever met. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. He's the the Dosa Keys guy's got nothing on got on Mitch Buchanan. Nothing. It's not even close. Uh, Anyways, w- which I'm going to ask Jackie a question now, because the show is really predicated on David Hasselhoff walking up to the camera, giving a profile view of his body, and pulling his shirt off. Jackie, is it hot stuff? Oh, uh, <laughs> that's a no, by the way, <laughs> if you have to think about it. Uh, well, the thing is, is that I, I will admit this to the listeners. I like old men. <laughs> I think I've mentioned this before. I like old guys, right? So his very barrel chested, uh, his body kind of reminds me of like an old timey strongman. <laughs> a bit, a bit. Yeah, but. It's like, dude, did you not put any fucking effort into it at all? Like, don't go stand next to that guy that's all bronzed up with oil. Yeah. That has a V cut in the front. Right. Um. Yeah, Sam, he was sexy. Is I can't he? Help okay. It. Yeah. Because I see him, and you know what I see? 
because he's all over tanned. He's in decent shape, but he doesn't have like the sort of desired, uh, classic desired physique, say. It's almost like he figured out how to work out his chest without working out his arms. Mm, yeah. um, but what he reminds me of is that guy that's in mostly decent shape, but still too tan and kind of weird looking. The, when you walk into the sauna, isn't using a towel and his balls are just like melting <laughs> all over the place. That's what I see when he tosses off his shirt. I'm like, I bet he's sauna guy with the balls out. Yeah, might be. Might be. Some ladies like that. You know, it's not it's not for you, Sam, but uh I know a lot of ladies really thought David Hasselhoff was a sexy piece of meat. Yeah, I we six three too. I'm sure, like in person, he slays the ass. I'd yeah. Probably, yeah. I'd, I'd be surprised he didn't die of everything, right? It's just not for you. <laughs> it's for everybody I just, else. I mean, maybe he also like when he was younger at night, right? He probably did have that godlike physique or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he's got a black belt too, doesn't he? I don't know about that. I, I thought he had a black belt, huh. uh, but. Like he's aged in this, so that he reminds me of that, like you know, country club sauna guy. Okay. Well, at some point we got to start talking about this movie. <laughs> I keep trying to direct us back, and I can't. We're just talking about silly shit. Um. Anyways, so we're we'll jump ahead a little bit in, in the interest of time, but basically everybody hears about Allison, uh, and and Mitch's relationship, and they can't wait to meet her. And then when they finally do, they're like, holy shit, she looks just like Stephanie. What, 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 what? Uh, Mitch is called down to the beach because they're having a photo shoot and and Leigh is taking pictures. And so she's like, uh, you got to come down here and fill in while I do this lady photo shoot. So and she's shooting for FHM. There's so much product placement in this. It makes you want to barf. Uh -huh. And she's like, FHM. Man, I'm glad they sell that magazine. It What's lets that us magazine what... about? <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. And then she's shooting some butts, pretty much. And the guy that's the FHM or her producer, whatever this guy is, your agent, he's like, that's not what FHM asked for. He want, they want it in the water. So then she fucking tries to drown some bitches by dressing them up like they're at a Russ Meyer Halloween party. Oh, absolutely. And they're fucking, fucking sticking them in the ocean. And... One, but right before they're drowned, they're like six feet from the shore. They just need to stand up. Right. It's fine, but they don't. So it takes all of the lifeguards ever to save two of them die. They're getting the paddles, the whole thing. But it's like, that's not what FHM wants. They want this. And then you see it and you're like, FHM does not want that. <laughs> there is no galaxy where that's hot. Right. Except Rush. That's like the garage section of Rush Meyer's <laughs> Halloween party. Exactly. Uh, my comment when we saw those ladies on screen, Sam, was, oh, and now we have uh, the transvestite section of the magazine. Right. Like, because they look like men. And well, they're in their costumes dressed up as were, ladies. Their costumes were like very uh, burlesque-ish as well. Lots of feathers, lots of pointy objects coming off of them. How did the mermaid even get the fuck out there? I <sighs> Like crane? <laughs> You're just like, okay, roll onto this skateboard and we'll push it out. Yeah, no, this was not a sexy photo shoot. And then they almost all died. And doesn't Brandy Roderick's character get fired for doing this as a lifeguard, trying to drown people for I the sake she of should some be. shitty yeah. photos? <laughs> Why are you even doing this? You're a lifeguard. You Like, well, I'm the lifeguard here, so I will run the camera. It's only natural that I take the pictures. <laughs> I'm the head lifeguard here on duty. What the fuck? 
Uh, so anyways, so everybody's wanting to meet uh, Allison. Neely hears about it, and she cruises down there. And if you remember from when I was talking about it, Neely and Mitch got married. It was annulled because she, I can't remember what the what okay. the reasoning was that it was annulled because she faked something. Um, so that's my biggest question that I had. That on my, I've got half a page of questions. I think I burned through most of them, but. Uh, how did she because they're like you tricked him into marrying you what how does that even go down seriously what happened and i like i told last episode this is my the best thing you could ever watch in baywatch is thunder at thunder mountain bay or the last two episodes of season eight uh and uh so what happened was she spit out a kid on the show had it for months and uh, she was like, I can't find, you know, I, I, I don't have the dad lives in Alaska. Um, I, you know, I'm never going to see him again. Uh, and so she moves in with Mitch and Mitch helps her not in a romantic way. He's like, well, you don't have any money in a place to stay. You can stay here with me and Hobie and we'll help take care of the kid. Um, so she's living there. Time goes on and she and Mitch start giving each other googly eyes. And, uh, you know, they're spending a lot of time together and I think they're almost kissing. And then, uh, she gets some money and moves out. And so their relationship cools off a little bit. And then she comes back and is like, Hey, I found the dad. He's in Alaska. I want to go up. I want to take the baby to him, have him meet the baby and be like, Hey, here's your kid. Let's get married. I'm going to try to marry this guy. And so Mitch is like, okay, I'll help. And so they all go up to fucking Alaska and uh, she almost gets eaten by a bear. And uh, then she goes to meet the dad. And we never see it take place. And she comes back to the boat and she's like, he didn't want me. Or no, he was already married and had kids of his own. So it's just not going to happen. And she's crying. And Mitch is like, well, I'll marry you. <laughs> That's not tricking him. That's being a dumbass. So... Then and he's not being a dumbass. I mean, he's really, even though he's the world's most interesting man, I've seen enough Baywatch to know that, like, at some point you just got to pick one and stick with it, bud. Right, buddy. Uh, so anyways, then they get married. It's this very stupid wedding ceremony. It's fantastic. Uh, but then in, I remember what happened in the, the first episode of season nine. Uh, Gina Lee didn't want to be on the show anymore. She was doing magazines and stuff uh, um, and cords like commercials and was like, fuck Baywatch. Um and uh, or they, she got fired. I can't remember. But they replaced her with another actress. So Neely was there, but Gina Lee wasn't playing it. And so uh, she comes back and Mitch finds out that she never talked to the dad. He was never in Alaska. He wasn't married. Didn't have a kid. Nothing. He didn't know shit about fuck. And so Mitch was like, you lied to me. You tricked me into marrying you. <laughs> that's So that's how that shook out. Huh. And that's so they pretty ridiculous. Got an annulment. I don't know. If this, this movie starts out for me like in a place where I have no idea what's going on in Baywatch. Right. Okay. So she's notorious for being a manipulative bitch and uh, she's on her way to, to check this shit out. Uh, also, she got fired from Baywatch. So I don't know why she would be like not the show, but the actual lifeguarding. She was fired because she was yeah. on drugs, I think. So, uh, no. So. Uh, Mitch report, he turns in his report for firing somebody to wherever oversight committee of parking violations runs Baywatch. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you weed smoking hippie, <laughs> you can't fire someone 
for fooling you into marrying them. She's right. a good lifeguard. She gets her job back. Keep your dick in your pants and stop smoking so much reefer. Uh, so they're like planning the wedding and Mitch is like, she wants to go to Hawaii and Mitch is like, well, you know, CJ's down there. Let's call CJ. And so they call her up. And she's like, you got to get down here. So everybody goes down to Hawaii, goes to CJ's place. Now, CJ has gone from lifeguard to hotel owner. Resort. No, not just a hotel. She owns a fucking resort. She has married an old man. This is what we don't know okay, in behind right. the scenes. Okay. She's married some old fucker. Mm-hmm. He has died. Right. And then she invested his millions of dollars before the kids could contest the will mm-hmm. into this resort that's only in her name. That might actually, that's not bad, Jackie. It's like Addie's in the uh, Girls, Guns, and G-Strings thing. Uh-huh. She's got one of those going in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. No, because she, it, uh, her character, CJ, met some tattooed dude and, and got married in Mexico. So they, they old guys can have tattoos, too, you know? So I th- I'm with you, Jackie. She pulled a Nicole Smith. Nicole and a Nicole Smith. Okay, but I just want to talk about her montage. Oh, my God, when we finally see CJ. <laughs> so they, they back it up, right, to when she's first on the show, and she's pretty cute, and she doesn't look road hard, put away wet. Um, And then as she progresses, you can just see, like, drugs and alcohol just eating away at her beauty. Mm-hmm. And at one point, it's like, is that a scene from Barbed Wire? I'm pretty sure in this flashback, there was barbed wire footage in it. I'm pretty sure there was some barbed wire footage. What the fuck, man? <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> oh, man. So John- she's also, there's like this, she's like yogaing, but then there's this voice. It's like, and then she's mouthing some of it, but not all of it. And you're like, wait, are you singing? What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Is this what she does every day? Because, like, why is she even having this flashback? Like, usually you do a flashback because you're thinking of something that ties into this plot. But seriously, she's just living her life this whole time. Uh, and then flashing back to when she was a lifeguard and being like, yeah. Do you do this every morning? You just think of you as a lifeguard? And the dudes that you dated while you were a right? lifeguard? Right. And that. Like, the blonde guy never even comes back into the movie. What blonde guy? Oh, uh, oh yeah. Court. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Uh, Buddy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so she's uh, she's looking bad. But, uh, you know, that's, we well, you know, that's what happened to Pam Am. Uh, John Court is there. Uh, he was blind, quite blind, and now is not, and it's a, Explain to us that the way he cured blindness is he basically pulled a Jim Morrison, went out into the desert, and I guess did peyote, found God, and his eyeballs came back. But now he he's got tunnel for- vision. Yeah. And then he said that he prayed the blind away. He prayed the for blind For three away. days. <laughs> it only takes three days, people. If you are blind, right. let me tell you. Top tip. Uh, just go somewhere and pray for three days and your blindness will turn into tunnel vision where you can be a creeper and look at people's boobs. Yeah, I can't see anything else. It's not my fault. I'm I'm impaired. Boobies. So he and 
Billy Warlock, Eddie's character, or Eddie, are hanging out. They're pals somehow. I don't know how because Eddie married Shawnee and moved to Australia, I think. Anyways, so they're hanging out. And uh, Carmen Electra character Lanny and CJ see them and run over and have a reunion and immediately court hones in on those Mrs. Rodman boobies. He likes them. I just don't know what this deal is with why Carmen Electra is even a thing. I just, I guess she was in Playboy. Well, and she has a fun fake name. That's all I can figure. She was one of Prince's ladies. She was, was a she? vanity. Yeah, she was a project. Okay. Yeah. All right. Dancing, singing, all, right. all that. Uh, she also had some striptease exercise video, Sam. Well, yeah, that's right. I remember all that stuff. I'm just like, why are you a thing? Uh, the tabloids didn't hurt, you know, you know, all, all press is good press. You know, when you're dating yeah. and married to Dennis Robin, that, you know, you're going to be famous. Sure. But even to the point that she's married to Ron, I'm like, where did you, why are you a thing? Anyway, Prince, uh, Mitch and what's her face decide that they're going to get married inside of a volcano. Uh-huh. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? <laughs> And CJ's like, okay, well, you can get married there, but we absolutely have to have the engagement at my fucking resort, the engagement party. And let me tell you what, this engagement party sucks ass. It, it does. Blows. There's no, it's just, they're just hanging out, not getting fucked up and arguing with each other. Nobody is having any fun. Not even a a micron of fun is to be had at the engagement party. Everybody just looks bored as shit. And uh, Summer's having the worst time because Hobie's using Lysol to try to make love to her. Right. God damn it. These fucking wipes. That was the worst of the product placement was like, that's all you can figure out to do with those is completely improperly in inappropriate hitting on a lady like i'm gonna use counter wipes on you isn't this sexy we're so So, sexy they do do a close-up of those wipes in like one shot and you actually see that they're antibacterial sunscreen wipes (laughs) which doesn't are they it doesn't matter because you have the same knee-jerk reaction psychologically that i have you're like yeah nothing says hot stuff like wet wipes Wet wipes, They're, whether they put sunscreen on you or not, and they yeah. can't put very much sunscreen on you, they're wet wipes. So, yeah, like, what are you doing with those wet wipes? Well, uh, I was eating chicken wings over your back, <laughs> and a lot got on there, and I need to use wet wipes. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I'm glad that these did not work out and become a wave of the future <laughs> wet wipe suntan screen. No, just, we're good. The sunscreen we have is fine. Quit trying to fucking reinvent the mousetrap, you buttholes. <laughs> All right, so everybody is now banging everybody else. Uh, everybody in Baywatch is an Eskimo brother somehow because relationships that didn't exist on the TV show have now existed in post uh, so that everybody can, they, like, and they're open about it. Like, Keikoa and uh, Lee go and have this conversation about what Jason Momoa screams in the middle of, of flagrante delecto. And it's Keikoa. He's like, I want to, oh, oh, Keikoa. And she's like, really? I'm way. And and he's like, oh, okay. 
And she's yeah. like, eh, it's fun. It's a little role play that we have. She's like, that's not me. Okay, just turn over. <laughs> Put on this wig. Uh, and CJ now also wants to get on Hobie's junk, too. Like, the talk in this movie about Hobie's boner is quite uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, again, I'll go back to the only thing I know about lifeguarding when I dated that lifeguard when I was, like, 19 is they're all banging each other. Right. But Like, it was like, I don't want to get involved with this because this is just a bunch of... Just like some side guy you're banging because you're really in love with all of the other lifeguards and have it's an orgy here. Right, it's but yucky. Were, were were any of them like, yeah, I really like that dick from my boss's son who I grew up with and is also 20 years younger than me. I want that D. Mm. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Okay. I don't know about you guys, but I don't sit around with somebody, somebody's parent that. I don't like when I met Justin, I didn't start talking about his deed was dad and mom. Yeah. Mm. Did it get on that D? Yeah. Your your son's dick looks hot. <laughs> Did you see that it got its own pair of sunglasses? <laughs> what? And it jumps through hoops now. I want to put some wet wipes on it. Yeah. No, it doesn't really gross. jump through hoops, but it makes it through a few O rings, if you know what I mean. Oh. oh. All right. So. Neely and Caroline, Yasmin police character, uh, have teamed up to take down this marriage because Neely has conned Caroline into being like, he's only marrying her because she reminds her of your dead sister. And uh, so you got to stop it because she's manip- she's tricking him into marrying her. Wait, didn't you do that? Yes. It's a I, I takes one to know one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Then Neely shows up and is like, hey, Allison, um, can I talk to you in private for just a second? Come over here. And uh, immediately it gets quite uh, it it gets ugly and it's a lot of fun. Like, yeah, it's a fight that starts on a water slide water or water slide and ends in a pool. And uh, Neely straight up decks Allison in the face. Yeah. And I think somebody got kicked in the ovaries, too. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of ovarian delights going back and forth. <laughs> but they get pulled apart. They get broken up. Uh, Neely's necklace comes off because Allison held on to it. So now she's got her fingerprints and she's like, oh, I could do this. Oh, and also they're fighting over this wedding ring. That's my wedding ring. Oh, it's yeah. mine. Fuck you. You're a slut. You're a hell hag. <laughs> yeah. They just get like they go from caddy to full on fucking fight in zero seconds flat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's probably the uh, unfortunately, this is probably my favorite part of the movie. Um, I've also decided that in the middle of this party, I'm like thinking, well, this is probably the end of the series. They should do like Seinfeld. And everyone in Seinfeld was such an asshole that they all eventually have to go to jail for being assholes. Mm hmm. Everyone in this movie should have to die in an explosion. I think that's a good call. And I'm like, it's not going to happen, but that's, I want all of these people to die. I want them (laughs) to blow up. I hate all of them. All right. So Neely goes to Jason and uh, Keikoa, even though they've never met. uh, And uh, is like, hey, Jason, wasn't your brother a cop? That was never exposed on the show at all, but for convenience, it is here. And, oh, yeah, 
get this to him and he can do a fingerprint trace and track down her and do a background check. Yeah, do that. And he's like, okay. And then he licks it, Mm -hmm. thereby contaminating the evidence. Right, right. But, you know, it's tasty. So now we've got some intrigue as well. Now we're suspicious of what's going on with Allison because she's like, oh, after that fight, I need to go for a swim. So she swims out by herself alone. And uh, then we see she's being stalked by uh, Sado. And we think something nefarious is about to happen to her, like she's about to get nabbed or something. But he grabs her and it cuts to her walking back to the beach. And Mitch is like, man, I was worried about you. And she was like, oh, sorry, I just got carried away. Hmm, what happened out there? Oh, mom. Maybe Neely does have cause for alarm. And also, by running the prints, she's not actually doing anything nefarious. She mm. is just double-checking things. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Okay. Uh, so, everything's on. Uh, the engagement party happens, like we say. They take a yacht to the wedding island. Uh, everybody's over there having a good time, except for CJ. I don't know why she didn't go. And, uh, Keikoa and Jason Momoa, they're not going. Uh, it's just couples. <laughs> yeah. CJ didn't have a date, so right. she didn't go. <laughs> and, uh, on the crew, the crew of this yacht just happens to be Sato and his guys. So... You know, I feel like these are pretty easy to spot henchmen. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we're tour guides. No, you guys are henchmen. You guys are clearly henchers. Clearly you're wearing henchmen. suspenders and sunglasses. Yeah, you're your henchmen. actual, your sunglass brand is JR Henchenstock. You've got a name tag that underneath your name, it literally says henchmen. No, that's that's what all tour guides wear. Um, I'm pretty sure you're henching. Anyways, uh everybody's splitting up into pairs and going for walks and making out court and uh, uh, Lonnier go out to go skinny dipping and they get nabbed by the henchmen immediately. Uh, Eddie and Caroline are going for a walk along the, cause their romance is blossoming and they get nabbed. Uh, Hobie and summer go out on a jet ski and end up on a beach. Like they're going to do that thing from, uh, from here to eternity, they get nabbed and all put in uh very elaborate James Bond style death traps. Yeah. And then they're, they're all in like just two hours to death situations, mm-hmm. basically. Right. Right. Yeah. They're, they're two of them are over volcano, uh, in the water, so they're boiling slash also not able to breathe and tied up. And uh, the other two are put in a diving bell with the air running out. And Hobie is tied in a net, you know, uh, and the tide's coming in. They're all drowning, I guess, you know. Yeah. There's also, in the elaborate death trap involving uh, Brandy Roderick and whoever... They're like having to tread water or no, she's Brandy Roderick is uh, clearly still outside because she gets to be part of Mitch's rescue team later. Whoever is in the uh, hot tub chained to the it's rock. Carmen Electra. Carmen Electra. Okay. Carmen Electra and Bork. cowboy wiener guy. <laughs> Pen- J.R. Penis and company. Um, <laughs> so they're trying to tread water because they're chained to a rock. But it's not that uh-huh. deep. They should be either bouncing or floating. Like there's like a there's a thousand ways to do this better than they're doing it, but they're gonna right. die faster because they're stupid. Right. 
Exactly. Um, so Jason Momoa and Keikoa get the information that uh, Allison is not who she says she was. She's a con. She's actually a con artist who went to the same guy that did face off and had a face transplant yeah. so that she could look like Stephanie. She's, so they could, she could target Mitch. She says, do they say that she had plastic surgery? They had a before and after picture. And then CJ comes over and goes, that's not what plastic surgery looks like. This <laughs> is what plastic surgery looks like. <laughs> mean. Uh, so Neely runs up to Mitch and is like, Hey, Here's the story. And he's like, no, that's not possible. And she's like, I can prove it to you. I, when we were fighting, I felt behind her ears and she has facial surgery scars. So Mitch finds her and she's, you know, he's like, hey, what are you up to? Who are you talking to? She's out in the woods talking to somebody. Uh, and uh, he's like, oh, well, your uh, your flower thing is fucked up. But let me feel behind your ears real quick. And she's like, I don't notice anything weird that you're doing with your hands, but I love you. And he's like, you do have gills. I mean, uh, scars behind your ears. So he knows he's figured it out. He's like, I'm such a rube for the probably 73rd time. Right. Why do all these women trick me into marrying them? It doesn't make any sense. And then Sato jumps out of the tree and he's like, time to die, fucker. And the whole plot's revealed. So yeah. they fight. He he is this where he jumps out of the tree? Yeah. Yeah. He says, yeah. it's me, beach boy. <laughs> and then he, he's called him beach boy. He jumps. He does a jumping attack from a tree. Then some of the worst karate that you've ever seen will follow exactly. several times. Mm-hmm. They have a really, really long fight. That just cuts to them standing around some computers talking. <laughs> right. I think Mitch loses or gets bonked or something. I'm yeah, not really sure. They finally get, it's very finally unclear what overpowers him. And so they have to hang out by the computers. And the computer is actually a high tech brand computer. It's oh, very nice. Yeah. That is, you, you want high tech. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, he's recording all these people dying on video. And he's like, he pulls a. Uh, uh, I guess the ultimate choice for Batman, you know, who are you going to save buddy? And he's like, well, the only way this is going to work is if you let me attempt to save some of them. No, you should just die. Like stay here and watch these people die and suffer. But some, for some reason, Sato's like, okay, good luck. He doesn't even say, he's just like cuts him out immediately. He's like, fuck yeah, bro. I knew you'd be into this. Right. Doesn't make any goddamn sense. Uh, so he gets Neely and JD <sighs> And Lee to help, and they all split up, and they're calling Jason Momoa and Keikoa in and uh, to go rescue them. And we're just going to cut. The rescues are painfully boring. Uh, they get them. They, they save them all. Yay, Hobie well, almost dies. Yeah, I was going to say, don't skip over the Hobie almost dies part. And Hobie almost dies like, all the time. He's yeah, so yeah. dumb. Again. <laughs> He's like, almost oh, died today. I guess I'll go home and jack off to Nicole Egger one more time. Right. She's like, but I would have sex with... Okay, bye. (laughs) But uh, Sato shows up right as they're reviving Hobie, gets in another fight, and uh, Mitch is like, I'm taking this to my turf. And he jumps in a Zodiac, and Sato jumps on, and she's like, where are they going? And they're like, the water. That's where Mitch can fight the best. He's taking him into the water where he has a clear advantage. Right. Oh, God. Dude. And then Carrie uh, Hiroyuki Tagawa is like, oh, fuck. 
why didn't I bring any of my ninja weapons that were in earlier shots? Should, oh I for, I seriously just left the house without my keys. I mean, good night. Oh, God. I think I left the stove on, too. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah, so they get a fight on the Zodiac that somehow ends up with them being pulled by it underwater after the okay. anchor no, this, goes no, in. No, I, okay, so this is how this works. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this scene. So they're fighting on the Zodiac. There's an anchor. Uh, Carrie ties the anchor around her Sado, say, ties the anchor around the chain around Mitch's neck. Okay. Part of the anchor chain. And so Mitch knows that the best way to get that off him is to just chuck the anchor overboard, thereby <laughs> cutting off his own head and freeing him. I'm free! <laughs> so that tugs them both out. He doesn't become detapitated. They then start punching each other underneath the Zodiac. They're each holding one part of the Zodiac with one hand and punching each other in the face with their other hand, their free hand. And finally, Hasselhoff punches him more times and he is then killed by the propeller, at which point Mitch swims through the explosion of his blood, smiling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like he's a, like he's an X-wing flying through a Tie Fighter explosion, but it's right. a man's blood, and he's smiling <laughs> through it. And he even gets back on his shore, and he's like, "They're like, where's Sato? Sato's fish food, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like he's reveling in it. <laughs> yeah, like, like he rubs it in Allison's face. Like, take it. Your boyfriend is chopped liver." And brains and heart and other... It's, she's chopped Sato. But we don't see Sato's body or anything. So, you know, maybe they were setting that up for a sequel. I think he got... We saw the pool of blood. He's gone. He's he dead. didn't make yeah. it. All right. You don't need to see that that guy's face go into the propeller in uh, yeah. Indiana Jones to know he also didn't make it. So, if you go into a propeller, you're dead. That, yeah. That's not... Oh, there's no body. There's no... Uh, maybe I don't know if somebody rescues you, you might, but nobody's going to rescue him. He's just bleeding out in the ocean. If he, if he didn't have a fatal wound initially. Well, and I'm assuming Mitch he's eaten by sharks too. swam through his blood smiling like a X wing through a tie fighter explosion, signifying that he's clearly dead. Like mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. you see that, you don't go, Oh, did the tie fighter pilot make it? Yeah, no, he died. Mm. He's, he's bits as well. All right. So, now that that's all over, Mitch has pulled the ring off of Allison and gives us a voiceover saying, well, CJ had to have a wedding of some sort. You know, that the one we came for isn't going to work out, but we still got to give her a wedding. So we cut to a wedding scene and we're like, what is happening? Is he going to marry Neely? And he finally Neely walks out and she's alone. It's like, hey, what? Uh, and but then, she had a bouquet. Right. Like she was the bride. Right. And then, but then Mitch and CJ walk out and we're like, no, no way. No, they better not do this because they've never had a physical relationship ever in the show. And uh, then he's like, I'm happy to give you away to Lorenzo. <laughs> Lorenzo, the pool boy, has seized the day and married CJ. Lorenzo? Yeah, yeah he doesn't even Who the even fuck is Lorenzo? He has a line. I guess that's One line. relevant. Here's your We're... drink, Miss Here's... CJ, I think is what he says. 
and then he he brings her three drinks sam so here's my theory is he's been working for cj because it's her hotel for so long that he knows everything about her like he has been servicing this woman because he knows that she needs three drinks right that she didn't ask for three drinks but he's like here you go boss here's your three drinks that you always have at this point of time of day and she's like it's been lorenzo all along (laughs) yeah Lorenzo, let's make it fucked up at two, two in the afternoon. I'm fine. <laughs> and then Carrie Haruyuki Tagawa shows back up, and he's like, mm-hmm. I'm not dead. I got hit by a propeller. It's 28 stitches, bitches. Throws yeah. a grenade, blows them all up. I'm all clapping. Up. Yep. The the hotel collapses upon itself, uh, and uh, in the smoke, the letters Baywatched are formed. And that's how the movie ends. No, that didn't happen. I, I, I think it's implied what does happen is, uh, besides the credits, is I think Mitch sits next to Neely, so I think that it's implied that they are getting back together. So, yeah. Yeah, because she's proven that she loves him, her, even though she's kind of psychotic about him, that mm-hmm. she's psychotic about him because her love is that true. Right. Yeah. That's how I got Justin. Yep. Was like being a psychopath. It'll get you every time. I'm psycho. I'm going to shave off my hair unless you ask mm-hmm. me to marry you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not as as good a plan as Neely's, right? Some With the of baby. Us, some of us find that hot, you know. So it works. <laughs> <laughs> All right, questions. Jackie, you got anything? No. Yeah. Sammy, you go. I got it. one left out of the however many I asked today. Okay. Does Mitch go to prison for murder? <laughs> Uh, no, because who's going to say anything like, you know, the sea keeps secrets, dead men tell no tales, Mm -hmm. loose lips sink ships, all that good stuff. Yeah, no, I think I think he's fine. I think the video cameras are enough to get him off. Okay, well, then I'll have a follow up question to me. How many other people has Mitch murdered in Baywatch? Uh, I like I, Oh, I don't know if we did discuss this. I did a body count and uh, in Baywatch, and the total that I got to was thirteen. Uh, about half of those came in the last season. Uh, I think Mitch killed one other guy. I think he kicked him off a boat, and that guy fell to his death. And Mitch was like, "Yeah." He blew up those divers too. Blew up what divers? When he died. Oh. No, they blew that. Those were hit their bombs. Oh. I mean, it's not like Mitch set bombs on himself and was like, die, kaboom. Or Or they tied him to bombs and then they blew themselves up. He took them with him. Yeah. Mm. Or they took him with. Yeah. No, that doesn't count. Uh, But I think he did kick a guy off a boat and that guy died and was like, yeah, don't have to fuck with him anymore. But I think also that was during Baywatch night. So technically he was a law enforcement officer, sort of. Uh, so I think he could get away with it. He had a license. All right. So how does Baywatch Nights work then? If he, it's like, all right, Doobie, you've fucking smoked yourself retarded. You've been a lifeguard for 20 <laughs> years. Here's your junior sheriff's badge. I mean, how does Baywatch Nights even work? I know. I really want to get my hands on it. It's not streaming anywhere. Um, I can't find a DVD copy of it. But I bet you it's just terrible, like like Tarzan bad, like yeah. real, real bad. It's also like I did see that uh, sort of a, uh, off the exact topic of Baywatch Nights, but the bad times at Blackwater Bay or whatever it is was 
re-released as a movie. Oh, okay, yeah, the the one that I like. Yeah, it's it's hot shit. I I would totally pull the trigger on that if it wasn't an actual TV show episode, but it it is. Um, <clears throat> my only question is, so did Mitch actually really love Allison, or did he just have a weird psycho thing about Stephanie? I'm going to go back to the pot smoking lifeguard thing where he yeah. falls in love pretty easily because he's like, yeah, I'm a single dad. My ex-wife pays for my house. I'm a professional lifeguard. I smoke reefer and hang out at the beach. Of course, I'll marry you. I mean, I have nothing to offer. Why are you people interested in me? Why are you tricking <laughs> me into marriage? You just be like, you want to marry me? I'll be like, yeah, I've got nothing going for me. Sure, I'm the world's most interesting man, but like financially speaking, kaput. Nothing. It's looking, it's it's looking bad. Grim. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what she looks like. It's just he. That is a warm body. He's like Don Johnson. He's just looking for a heart. He's just looking for a heartbeat. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm fine with that. Oh yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, it ties into the character pretty well. So. Uh, that wraps up my questions. Uh, moving on to final recommendations. Uh, Jackie, let's start with you. Oh, I loved it. It was cheesy. It's stupid. And I like how they paired everybody off, just like Sam said, that li- I would believe that lifeguards would do that, mm, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, Mitch was a true hero. And I thought the storyline was pretty pretty Baywatch-esque, yeah. right? They didn't, they didn't, like, try to do something funky or new. Right. And... I just really enjoyed myself. I thought it was great. Okay. So it's a do from Jackie. Sammy? It, although it never really got as dangerous as, say, uh, real-life ba- uh, lifeguard tales such as Joe Biden and, and Corn Pop. Right. Uh, I struggled at the beginning. Uh, there was a mm-hmm. point where I was like, this isn't... I don't even know why I'm watching this. This is bad. But mm-hmm. once it starts to get going, it's hilarious. And then he swims through the man's blood like it's a TIE fighter explosion. Right. That's fucking right. ridiculous. Yeah. It's a definite do. Even and it's actually like if you've never watched Baywatch, maybe you should just watch this because you could be as confused as me and still enjoy it and be like, who are these? It's like walking into one of the four year culmination episodes of Days of Our Lives where they wrap up like four years of storylines in one episode and you've mm-hmm. never seen Days of Our Lives before. You can kind of keep up with it anyway because it's just schlock. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give it a don't um, unless you're some weirdo like me who likes Baywatch. If you like Baywatch, go for it. But here's the thing. I don't think that there's enough to draw anybody into this. Um, Sadly, it's to me more of a two-hour Baywatch episode. It's the the normal production. It is very Baywatchy. It's very Baywatchy. It's not yeah. like season ten and eleven where they broke the formula. But the problem is, is that it's a fucking movie. And I thought that there was too much jerking each other off stuff, and not enough. This is a fucking movie. We needed a car chase. We needed somebody driving over a cliff. Uh, you know, like a like a Superman come save me type scenario. Um, it it was just a bunch of like Eskimo brothers shit for the majority of the movie until they get to the fucking island. Um, I would have liked to them had probably been given maybe five hundred thousand dollars more and actually some fucking stunt work be done. Yeah, and then it would have been a do for me. But I just felt that it was it was like watching a TV episode of, no. of any show. It just wasn't. A, it didn't have a movie feel to me. It wasn't it- big enough didn't because it only has one set piece Mm -hmm. usually for a tv movie has two set pieces 
And that yeah. was, I found that curious that it only has one set piece. It didn't have two and that they would, it was an episode of Baywatch with one and Baywatch has one set piece every episode. Right. Right. So it's just a bigger set piece. So it's like an episode of Baywatch with more B footage of butts and a little bit longer set piece. But it was, you know, fun. I will, I will say it is the best Baywatch movie that's ever existed though. Because that 2017 Baywatch sure does fucking suck. <laughs> the one with Dwayne the Rock Johnson? <laughs> yeah, that movie blows ass, Jackie. It's I fucking, love that movie. It's fucking terrible. Uh, but anyways, that's your episode, guys. Uh, next week, Sam's pick. Uh, go ahead, Sam. Reveal the big reveal. Uh, we're going back, if we travel back in time, to before we decided to get... <laughs> Been drinking there, Sammy? Yeah, I'm on my third seltzer. Uh, <laughs> Where's that? <laughs> I'm going to use my radio voice now. <laughs> I've never been to Blue. <laughs> yeah, okay. Is it nice? Travel back in time, if you will, to several weeks ago when we did The Nest, and I'm going to do something of a long gap double feature as we did our run of Templar movies in between, mm-hmm. but... There's a thematic similarity, and that thematic similarity isn't just that it's sort of crappy creature features of the 90s. It's beyond that. They both involve these doofball leads, and so really what we're going to do is decide which is the crappier lead in The Rift or The Nest. The Rift. That's that's your movie? The Rift. The Rift? Okay. Yes. Uh, when is that from, and where is that currently streaming? Uh, the Rift is currently streaming on Amazon Prime. It was made in 1990. Okay. Nice, good era for that type of movie. I look forward to it. I like those types of films. So uh, enjoy your week, guys. Come back to us next week. We'll have that, uh, the riff done. And in the meantime, get to the chopper. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening and get to the chopper.